0: What is going on there, citizens of the Reject Nation? We just got out of watching Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And by just got out of, I mean like 15 minutes ago, we saw it at a theater nearby. Once we found a reasonably quiet spot to set up and film it, there were literally popo right around. (laughs) I was like, I'm dealing with this in Burbank today, especially for this movie. We're just gonna go to my backyard, still do it standing, so it feels a little bit more like we just got out of the theater. So ladies and gentlemen, please go ahead whoosh, friends of friends reference. Hey. whoop! pow whip that like button. Before we go into our review for this, let's give you guys a little plot synopsis of what this movie's all about. All right, so Indy's old. He's like really old, but he's got his trademark fedora (laughs) and his whip at the ready because he's on a mission to retrieve a powerful artifact that could shake the very foundations of history. But he's not alone on this quest. Joined by his goddaughter, Indy's got more than just ancient booby traps and deadly foes to contend with. He's got to keep up with a whip-smart young companion who's just as eager to uncover the secrets of the past. And speaking of foes, watch out for Jürgen Waller! This former Nazi might work for NASA now, but he's still up to his old Nazi tricks, you Nazis, and he'll stop at nothing to get his hands on the Dial of Destiny. It's a race against time as Indy and his goddaughter, they navigate these treacherous ruins, sort of, and outwit their enemies, sort of. Will they retrieve the Dial of Destiny before it's too late? Did it warn a less than mediocre 5 minutes standing ovation at Cannes Film Festival? We're here to tell you Absolutely. right now if it does. <laughs> right. We only talked about it during the credits. We didn't ride together to the theater. But I was thinking about how we could structure this to convey our opinions. So if we're mainly on the same page, feel like there's one thing we're not really on the same page about. I feel like the best way to go about it is to go through it act by act of the emotional experience we were feeling through it. John, do you remember in Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he switches out the bag oh. the, the, the artifact the bag I think he has a he has a mixed bag in there oh I think he has yeah, it's just it's a mixed bag okay let's, that's let's go an ancient artifact. act one <laughs> act one's the prologue that uh, it seems like everyone's keen to spoil for you guys so I'm gonna do it right now too it starts off in the 1940s setting up everything to come you got this young indiana jones and then you see how they get their hands on half of the dial of destiny how it's being kept by the nazis led by mads mickelson indiana jones is teamed up with fibula Waller, bridges dad played by toby jones it's a prologue that's supposed to feel like the old indiana jones movies john you have way more of a nostalgic love for sure. Indiana jones than i do what did you think about that prologue
1: i thought the prologue was decent kind of went halfway for me i mean the first thing you notice obviously is the de-aging technology on harrison ford which at times looks pretty amazing and at other times has all the pitfalls that we've come to expect from that particular effect but that aside yeah it's a fun you know clippy, adventurous prologue. It sets everything up. It, you know, is indicative, I think, of the pace the rest of the movie kind of has. It moves at sort of a breakneck kind of speed, but there is a lot of fun there. There's a good sort of imagination and a nice contained wraparound to it all before the main venture sets off.
0: Yeah, it's like crazy ass shit that Indiana's pulling off (laughs) in this adventure, right? Beyond just the de-aging, which did have this emotional journey of, wow, that looks great, to, ooh, i don't know about that to sometimes same shot being like whoa that looks real wait his mouth is moving that looks off <laughs> that looks really off they and his voice, his voice sounds just oh, as no. old as he does in the his enunciation ain't matching <laughs> this looks great when you're not showing him talk i like it when he's not talking <laughs> yeah it was never quite immersive because it was constantly fluctuating between it and i feel like a general audience member would experience this. I'm not just talking about people with that critical eye. I did enjoy it. I thought it ended up being like a a lot of fun. It felt a little bit like they were trying to capture the spirit instead of genuinely being the spirit there. But for the most part, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't actually enjoy it. But then I started to love the movie because then we really kick off act one where you step from like the fantasy of Indiana Jones into the harsh old (laughs) man reality of
1: Indiana Jones washed up old guy (laughs) the
0: first shot of harrison ford of today minor spoiler very vulnerable he is shirtless out of shape cranky hung over he's in a terrible mood on the day of his retirement which also happens to be
1: moon day the day the americans reach the moon all by ourselves with no help from anyone from <laughs> yeah. elsewhere in the world i
0: imagine maybe some people might react to it with that oh my god are they luke skywalkering this are they last Jediing <laughs> our indiana <laughs> jones throw
1: the whip over his shoulder in disdain
0: i think it works better here because of the fact that indiana jones is just a human being and i loved the portrayal here because they were setting up some really interesting things i can't spoil for you guys because there were some personal life struggles that he's going through here that raised the question mark of stuff of like what's going on with the Indiana Jones' son? What's going on with Karen Allen? They do acknowledge that it really is intertwined with what Indiana Jones is dealing with. So I don't want to give it away, but I loved what they set up and I loved the way it was all playing out. I love the aesthetics, the production design, the whole vibe and aura and the mood. And that's when you meet uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, Helena, who is his goddaughter, and you see this instant chemistry where there's this twinkle back in Harrison Ford's eye, feeling good about the past, and then she wants to find the other half of the dial of destiny for a lot of her own reasons, mm. right? And then it leads into this adventure where people, of course, like, you got like Mads Mikkelsen, you got Boyd Holbrook, they're all like chasing after the same thing, yeah. so they're chasing after her. That's where you see all that stuff in the trailer with the big parade, and Indy on the horse, and the train, like, Good stuff. I loved it. I mean, did you love? I, that I, I great. loved yeah. like all of that. Like the whole, like that whole like twenty minute chunk. It, that tension, at stakes. It had a rousing spirit to it. I loved all of it. I was like, I don't know what all these critics are talking about. Yeah, this yeah. movie's a blast. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: and it's cool to see him in the 60s in a slightly different context and setting, you know, in the city, all that stuff. And then,
0: and then, you gotta get Indiana Jones overseas.
1: Across the world.
0: Slowly but surely, everything about the movie started to not work for me. It started feeling rote, monotonous, Perfunctory, like the pacing started feeling dull. Everything started feeling forced. It started feeling like James Mangold was at a crossroads between the kind of movies he wanted to make because in the beginning of it, it seemed like, oh, he's kind of doing a bit of like a Logan approach, but not like as heavy or harrowing, but with the Indiana Jones backdrop, you know? And I thought that was great because it was really clicky. Like all the tones were just, it was perfect. I'm like, what a great sequel setup, the legacy sequel. Great job. And then here, It's like they set up all these things with Indiana Jones being this like elderly guy who's like been out of the game and all these things and then when he gets back overseas it's just kind of like we're supposed to forget about all that and he's just moving along no problem and then more importantly it's just the pacing of it just became so boring how would you describe the i think we we joked about it in the middle of the movie of what the basic structure was well yeah
1: it's like indiana jones will arrive at a place he'll have an argument usually with phoebe waller bridge or somebody they'll establish like the next destination or the next MacGuffin they got to go get and then oh, oh mads mickelson shows up and now we gotta have a fight and now we got to move on to the next place. And you'll forget about Mads Mickelson for a while while they repeat that cycle. And then he'll show up again to be yes. one step behind everything. And the cycle repeats.
0: Everything just started feeling like it was trying to be Indiana Jones, the old movies, instead of just being its own thing. Which surprised <laughs> me. Because I'm like, James Mangle, come on, man. Just... Do your own thing? For your James you're, Backel, you not, usually you're James do your own
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. why, am, why is this the least I have felt your voice in a movie? And you've done franchise movies, too. And, yeah, I mean, with the MacGuffins, it just becomes, oh, now they got it, and now we got it, and now they got it, and now we got it. And there's not really much of, like, a visual flavor Whoa. or a dynamic to the pacing. It to moves, or to the characters. Yeah, it moves in kind of a mono type of pace that is just chop 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 and it feels very much a victim of you know the modern blockbuster sensibility where I feel like it really could have benefited from some of the breathing room and the tangibility that the original movies it is trying to emulate had it takes you across the world to all these exotic locations but you don't really feel like you're spending much time there and even the tombs and the puzzles and stuff like that are like pretty brief I would find myself getting into a moment and being like yeah now this is Indiana oh oh we're moving on okay here's what I'll say I think Harrison Ford
0: is excellent here it's easy Uh, easily there's no question about it he's doing great work it's his most emotional performance of the Indiana Jones films he really cares he's not just showing up and pretending to be Indiana Jones. Like, he really cares. It shows in this film, shows in the interviews and the press that he does for it, specifically this portrayal. They have some emotional moments here that I thought they really could have played into. Like, there's a line in the trailer where Harrison Ford, he's saying, it's not about what you believe, it's about how hard you believe. So you kind of think that, like, that's what this movie's going to be about. But no, uh. it's not. Uh, <laughs> like, they have a scene where they say it, but it's, it's not, not really demonstrated.
1: And, yeah, and nor does that matter in this movie. And yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> the particular, plot that they're going yeah. after isn't something he is especially passionate yeah. about as it's, a character
0: exactly <laughs> and that actually undercuts a lot of the fun of the journey because Harrison Ford himself his whole purpose of going on this is I'm just trying to clear my name for not getting blamed for shit that happened <laughs> because I'm retired I just want to sleep <laughs> in my apartment just want to enjoy my yeah. retirement like he has no real vested interest in this to like I need a, the trailers trying to trick you into thinking but I've been looking for this all my life this is the journey I never got to finish, and now I'm going to finish it. The yeah. trailers are trying to tell you that, but that's not what's happening here. If the movie tries to trick you to think it's like doing this, it's
1: going to crescendo into this theme of something.
0: But nah. <laughs> no, right.
1: you get the crescendo moment without the entire movie that ought to have preceded it to really sell what the emotions yeah. of that yeah. real climax ought to be.
0: Phoebe Waller Bridge. That's where I feel like you and I are kind of on a disagreement here sure. because I. I'm 100% sexist, and I agree with the entire sexist side of the internet. That, oh my god, Freddie Bother Bay Drew is everything. And I
1: want her to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> and we got it! It's, it's not as cut and dry as that. I don't want a song I don't like her. Yeah. I started off with, oh, she's
0: charming, too. Yeah, I don't like the way you're reading. you're kind of annoying, too. eventually within like the last like 40 to 45 minutes of this, I really started to like her a lot, and I feel like she and Harrison Ford have easily some of the best scenes in this movie, close, sure. close to the end of this film. By the end of it, I really liked her a lot. Yeah,
1: I liked the two of them together. I thought the emotion of that and just what they were at least alluding to, even if it wasn't always in the dialogue and whatever, just the aura of their shared relationship was really lovely. And I liked her you know, like knowledgeable but feisty kind of persona. I feel like even though people love to complain about that these days, it's well at home in a world like like this, and you can see how she's reigniting that spark for him. I like that a lot, and even her, you know, having her own little short round guy kind of made for a nice, just interesting beat for that character, even if that was nowhere near as engaging or, you know, lovable as actual short round. Yeah, it was (laughs) kind of okay to me. Uh, (laughs) It's more like, hey, remember short round? Well, we got up. We had a much more restrained version here. (laughs) We got a lot more restrained (laughs) versions of everything, you remember. And that's the thing, is everyone's comparing this to Crystal Skull. And I'm like, in some ways, Crystal Skull has more like flavor and takes more swings and in some ways this one yeah. is much more sort of akin to what you want but really they both kind of balance out to me by the end of the I day did, i would
0: actually i would meet you on that then you got mads mickelson here who is yes a ruthless cunning scientist nazi guy who was going forward to this like, like more real like menace gravitas portrayal
1: like you see mads mickelson do in movies yeah
0: like you wanted him to go bigger which feels like the plot could have warranted it for sure yeah they leave some things on the table plan that he's got going on here yeah yeah and his
1: obsession i just feel like you know given that it's indiana jones i don't mind a different take on a villain but you know i mean escalated into madness that's part of what we do here
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i i can i can see where you're coming from because again a lot of this came down to its energy and it feeling like they were trying to capture the spirit but it was dragging i think where james mangold and company i don't i don't really know where this movie went wrong for it because clearly we're like it went wrong for a lot of people where i thought they were trying to be a little bit deceitful here a little manipulative like they had this crazy cool action scene in their first overseas car chase that you see a lot of and the trailers and i like the car chase sure it was, it was it was cool i didn't feel any like tension or, or any but i noticed something was off and i was like this doesn't feel genuinely exciting this just feels like i'm watching some cool shots here and there, but I don't find this exciting.
1: It's not as tangible. Like, I think Indi- CGI, Indiana yeah. <laughs> Jones especially, I think doesn't work it's well. It's
0: like monkey vines just level, but yeah. It's no, not, uh, yeah. but even that
1: I'll forgive because I'm like, well, you need CG for that, I guess. But yeah, they, they relied too heavily on CG in these recent Indiana Joneses where the previous ones would have had to have made sure. a lot of it practically and then resorted to visual effects.
0: Yeah, then any following action scenes, I don't even remember what really happened. To them, honestly, like, yeah. they all just started blending together, and they don't really distinguish themselves too much. So, if you're able to have fun with this movie, like a lot of people who've been able to come out of this film, going, "I don't care what critics say," because I thought I was, I thought I was becoming that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like with, I what, wanted to and, be in the first like thirty minutes. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I'm, ba- I'm that guy." Then as it went, I was like, "No, this is this is tough. This is this is really boring. This is a really boring film because I'm bringing up all the characters due to the fact that this movie set up so many things that it's not just Greg having like wish. Fulfill, like fulfillment needs it's what the movie set up and i thought oh, okay there's some interesting things here with mads mickelson in the prologue like wow what a great way to to make him more than just another nazi this guy should have a very personal should vendetta, vendetta against yeah. Andy, especially after what happens to this guy no uh it doesn't even seem like it's brought up ever in He's, the conversations yes. and then with phoebe waller bridge in him it just felt like banter and not anything with real depth until close to the end of this film.
1: It feels like there were two drafts of this that were very much at war, and they're like four credited writers. It feels like one of them was just the adventure and just the plot beats and stuff, and then there was a different version where it's like, let's do the send-off, ride right into the sunset, you know, embracing your age story. And I really feel like they kept one or two, yeah. three beats from that personal story and then mostly went with the big action blockbuster, which is fine, but these movies are capable of doing both. I know. People people argue, you don't come to Indiana Jones for a drama or a character study, but with the amount of love the series has garnered and the way it's tied to Harrison Ford and with movies like Maverick or even the John Wicks in acknowledging the age of their stars and letting them kind of break that fourth wall, they really missed an opportunity to do that here. Like, Harrison Ford's portrayal of his walk of life at this point as Indiana Jones is lovely when you get to glimpse it, but they don't spend much time on that. However, in the
0: finale, and maybe some of you guys have heard this, this is when the movie does. Decided- to try something different. I like the different thing they did. I thought there was a cool mood and aura about it. There were some great visuals to it. There's some emotional heft, and I really love the final scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great wraparound for this specific journey of what Indiana is going through in his personal life and the adventure he just went on. It's got great nostalgia beats to it in a way that felt, I, like, I actually had to remind myself, Like people started like chuckling at, that, at these certain things that were happening. And I and I I, I, like I said, I'm not like massively in love with the films. So I had to like check myself and go like, what's. Oh, yes, that's what that's what it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The callback. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, I thought it was still working really well for me, even without immediately recognizing what the callback was in the finale. It doesn't necessarily redeem the the experience though while i can isolate and go i like that chunk it's It's a swing at least (laughs) it was cool it doesn't ultimately redeem the experience that it left me with for the most for most of this film which was this is disappointing i cannot underscore the word trying even more than i can now it is you just feel the word trying so it's
1: busy and dense without being rich
0: (laughs) yeah overall for me i would be like Fifty-two percent on this movie. Honestly, like I cannot, I cannot say that over like that fifty that percent that I'm recommending is like all in the first half hour where I I loved it, and then the the finale parts were like, yeah, it was nice. (laughs) Yeah, sure, (laughs) sure.
1: I mean, yeah, on a generous day, I might go to like sixty percent, but really, it is in that fifty range because I think some people, as demonstrated with a lot of the responses, some people are gonna love it, some people are gonna feel like us, and at the end of it, I just wasn't really moved a lot. much
0: what is your favorite Indiana Jones movie leave your thoughts down below Um, you can subscribe leave a like Uh, did you like this one we will talk with you all soon